Welcome to Fat Guy, Jack Guy. I'm Steph Rubino. And I'm Brendan Walsh. Today we're talking about what my girlfriend calls the most American quirk of all time. But before we do that, we have a little message for you. Please become a patron of Fat Guy, Jack Guy for as little as $3 a month by going to patreon.com backslash fatguyjackguy or clicking on any of the notes in the show description. Hey folks, this is like half, half a beer at a Fort Lauderdale happy That's hour right. a month. We'll get you all that sweet, sweet bonus content. Enjoy the show. Fat guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological talking about stuff. All right, brother. Let's go. Today, we are going to talk about a phenomenon that I have dubbed the quoting years. Yes, you have dubbed it that. For reference, the <laughs> quoting years refers to the stretch of time in the mid-90s to late aughts, let's say 1995 to 2010, when popular movie and television quotes dominated interpersonal conversation. <laughs> it was a fundamental mode of communication between young men specifically, although young women also partook from middle school into adulthood Yeah. in this time period. Yeah, I would say it was, I mean, for me, it was universal. Everyone was okay. doing it. We were all doing it. I can, yes, I can only speak from my own yeah. experience. And I will say that, like Your all life things, was dominated by other cis men yes, for so this long. this is true. And it was before you became queer adjacent. Yeah, and, you know, it's a rough time. <laughs> and we got through it um, by quoting shit. Yeah, For many much. people, this will require some clarification. And luckily, we're here to guide you through this process. That's what this podcast is for. Let me start with this world-famous Fat Guy, Jack Guy preamble oh, to, we gotta. to set the scene for you <laughs> gotta, about the quoting years. We gotta. Brother, I can't believe we spent so much time in circles of people quoting shit rather than saying original shit. <laughs> but that was how we interacted with pop culture for several years, mm -hmm. probably several decades. Are we still? I mean, to an extent. <laughs> I'll explain my theory yeah. about that. I'm not here to tell you that this was a bad thing, but it was very specific, especially in my high school and college life. There were great quoters and awful quoters. Mm -hmm. The dudes who would quote something incorrectly and never live it down. <laughs> Pro probably my biggest pet peeve was someone quoting something incorrectly. I also dislike that very Fucking much. just know your quote. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to use it. Grow up and know you your quote. Go, just look it up. Read the, read the Watch transcript. Watch the movie. <laughs> Buy a copy of the script and read it. <laughs> there was the guy who spoke almost exclusively in quotes. The shy quoters who might interject once in a while with a Simpsons reference, but otherwise say very little. The people who recycled two quotes for an entire decade and lost a lot of friends as a result of it. There was the adept quoter who knew just the right time and moment to crush an anchor man quote <laughs> and bring everybody together. So let me... This is the perfect categorization. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. I mean, this time period is, is wild also, to think about. Also, all of those people except the adept voter. I mean, quoter. <laughs> but also probably an adept voter. <laughs> if you quote okay. well, you vote well. Let me well. start over. <laughs> also, all of those people... Except the adept quoter, 
thought they were adept quoters. Oh, absolutely. That was the problem. Absolutely. No one who did a quote, <laughs> even like a shy quoter, no yeah. one goes into it thinking that they're going to bomb. Right. Because you can't. You got to have a specific mindset. <laughs> you do have to be very confident. Yes, you have to have a confidence yes, to do a quote. It's true. And then I'm, we can make fun of you when you blow it. Yeah, which is like... Which the, is also part of the thing. It's part of the thing. Yeah. Is like you fucking bombed that quote, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it. You blew you the quote, man. Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> fucking, yeah, I had a lot of friends who just really bad at quoting. I'm so sorry, brother. It's all right. I mean, it was normal at the time. So I'm going to set a scene for you to put you in the moment. All right. You're at a party in the summer of 2007. It's a small one. It's maybe 15 people. <laughs> And you're all drinking Keystone Light. Your friend... Would have been steel reserve down here. Ah, uh, well. We also have some... <laughs> but Keystone Light, you know, you get a 30... You don't sell 30 racks. We don't sell 30 racks. You get the 30 rack of yeah, Keystone. I know. You bring it to your party. You know, everyone brings a 30 and you have a great time. Your friend has her older boyfriend over. And it's <laughs> clear that he feels weird about being out of college... Well, the rest of you are fresh undergrads. Why did everybody have the same experience? I'm just letting you know. This is a this is an experience that everyone has. <laughs> it's fucked up. You're doing that thing where you stand around the table in the kitchen, <laughs> draining beers and goofing around. Your friend's boyfriend needs a new beer, and he feels like this is the time to connect with the group. He decides to drop what he thinks is a gem, a family guy quote. <laughs> he says... Hey, Peter, you want to play drink the beer? Peter says, sure. <laughs> Quagmire says, you win. Peter says, what do I win? Quagmire says, another beer. And then Peter says, oh, man, I'm going for the high score. <laughs> the group laughs tepidly. What the boyfriend doesn't know is that Family Guy quotes, once de rigueur among white dudes in 2002, <laughs> have since fallen out of style. He would have been better served with a sampling from Superbad or Nacho Libre, two much cooler quote machines that premiered in 2007. Needless to say, your friend breaks up with her boyfriend shortly after. <laughs> because of that? You yeah. two hook up for a while and it's pretty fun, <laughs> but you both realize you're better off as friends. Nice. And that's just something that per, sort of that's, everyone experienced. Everybody experienced experience that, basically. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> You're not far off. It gets a little specific at the end. <laughs> like, up until the last two sentences, yeah. Yeah. I was with you. I was you like, know? yeah, I know. Because that's yeah. the thing, right? The quotes that you could use, yes, you could use older quotes, but certain no, things... No, only, cer only certain older quotes are evergreen. Sure. Only like, certain ones. If you did like a Happy Gilmore quote oh, in 2007, yeah. you'd be that fine. That would kill, yeah. Even <laughs> though that's from the 90s. <laughs> that would kill. Right? But Family Guy lost so much luster because it used to have like sort of a, a harsh edge, like badass sort of thing in like the late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah. And then it just became like... What are you doing quoting Family Guy? That's bullshit. I never really liked Family Guy. Or I never really got into it. I guess I, didn't, I don't think I gave it a chance because I was just watching The Simpsons. So. Yeah. I mean, Simpsons is cooler. Yeah, you could just better. go watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And there was also, in this time period, a South Park episode that sort of like oh, yeah, destroyed, yeah, yeah. destroyed Family, family guy. guy. Yeah, I remember that one. And sort of exposed Family Guy as nothing more than a, sort of a quote-generating yeah, machine. Yeah. And therefore, using a Family Guy quote was no longer cool. Yeah, yeah. So if an older guy comes around and he, he does a Family Guy quote, everyone's like, ooh, that's not a good... Yeah. First of all... Also, you already feel uncomfortable with the older guy. Yeah, like it's you're weird like, to have you around. Weird that, it's weird that this 24-year-old is here. <laughs> We're all 19. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Don't you have a job? <laughs> Don't you have like 24-year-old friends? Yeah, no. 
because you know, younger <laughs> yeah, girlfriend. I know, I know, you know, yeah, you know. I know, I know what that guy was doing. Anyway, <laughs> we used quotes as a kind of social currency. If you were a skilled quoter, as in you didn't do it too much, but when you did, it was impeccable, then you had the ability to appeal to a larger group of people. You could connect with disparate social groups with a familiar and well-timed reference. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I was not a big quote guy. I'd seen too many of my comrades misquote something awkwardly or use a quote well past its sell-by date. Maybe it's because I was too cool by the time I reached college, but I didn't love the idea of relying on popular films and TV to replace a lack of my own humor. <laughs> of course, it would be very foolish to say I never quoted something to my friends. I definitely did. We all did. This is what we did. Yeah. If you check the records of my life, I guarantee you'll find an instance of me saying, dirty pirate hooker, or it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Okay, the second one's still good, though. Yeah, I mean, the second one is still good. <laughs> we're really revealing our age. Yeah, I know. We're the like, so well. <laughs> Once I emerged from a few years abroad and a few years in graduate school, my relationship to the monoculture had changed drastically, and I wasn't attached to what people were quoting, if they were quoting at all. By 2014, there were no universal quotes to be had anywhere. We were in a fucking, quote, desert. <laughs> That was also a famously bad year for film. True. 2014. Not a great oh, year to come back terrible. to the country. Yeah. <laughs> if you chose to quote something, you were running the serious social risk of looking like an out-of-touch old person or simply missing the vibe completely and alienating yourself and everyone else. Quoting changed how we viewed television and film. I think that now people make TV and film... Uh, and they'll try to create memeable yeah. moments. Or they'll use memes to create televisions and television and film. How so? So, I mean, SNL is always using memes. Oh, yeah, to write that's skits. right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, so like memes have sort of replaced the, the currency that was once yes, quotes, I think. Totally. You know, images that can be made into memes and dispensed widely are the things that like people who create visual art are looking for, right? right? Rather than having that, like, hot quote scene, they're going to have, like, a thing that some person can take a screenshot of right. and, like, put dialogue above, right? But it's not the same. In the same way, movies of this time, and I'm talking about 2013, 20, 20, 2003-2013, they clearly attempted to provide the next big quote <laughs> that all the cool kids would use as a crutch in social situations. And as viewers, we wanted to find the best quotes to walk out of the theater with. You're almost viewing actively because you wanted to like pinpoint the really funny parts mm -hmm. so that you could relay them later. It almost became competitive. Who could remember and properly recite the dopest quote from the thing we all just watched together? Who was the best impressionist? How could you apply a particular quote to the mundane task you were performing? <laughs> Essentially, you went to comedy movies in search of quotes. We were like quote hunters. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it became like a very subconscious thing that we were doing. Yeah, I'm not saying we were like, yeah. let's all sit down yeah. and get some quotes. It was just that we got used to it from the late 90s. Yes. And then by the time it, we were in college, it was like a normal thing to do. Yeah, it was instilled in us that the pursuit of quotes yeah. was the important part <laughs> of going to a comedy film. 
You wanted to laugh. Which, I guess in a way. Well, yeah, I mean... Because it's a collective experience, and you want to share it later, yeah. too. So, yeah, Those are things that stuck with you, and yeah. they were really fun to say. Yeah. And language is fun, and I think that's part of quote culture in the quoting years that I really enjoy thinking about, yeah. is how much fun you can have with just doing a goofy voice, saying a really funny yeah. thing at a weird moment, trying to find like the opportune time to like throw in it's the fucking Catalina wine yeah, mixer. Yeah. No, right? I mean like the golden the golden calf is dropping a quote that is very obscure. Yeah. In a moment where people would not expect it. Yes. Absolutely. That is the golden calf right there. If Th you can properly execute that, yeah. oh, you're riding high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm trying to say is that this was a way of life. And it rapidly disappeared with the fracturing of popular culture and the proliferation of media, meme culture, and streaming surfaces. People won't throw out a quote from their favorite obscure Netflix show unless they know they're in the company of other fans. We have this culture of niches, and that makes quote culture disappear, right? Or you can only quote when you know you're with a group of people who know what you're talking about. But the idea that everyone has seen, like, season two of Love is Blind, <laughs> like, no, that's not, you can't assume that. So there's no more monoculture to quote from. There's nothing to pick Yeah, we from. don't have, also, we don't have any big studio comedies anymore. Yes. Just exactly. doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. So... And the ones that happen, I'm not saying that they maybe, I'm not saying that they're not funny, but the idea that everyone will go out and see a new comedy, like a raucous, like wacky yeah, comedy. Yeah, they're not going to. It's just not going to happen yeah. anymore. In my research, I found almost nothing. No one is writing about oh, this as a phenomenon. Hmm. There is one article that I found. That's interesting. That directly addresses this as a phenomenon. I mean, that's interesting because I feel like we have talked about it so All many time. times. All the time. Other people must be talking about it. Yeah. I'm sure other people talk about it because the quotes are still alive. Like, in oh, our yeah. generation, people who lived in this time period, <laughs> these quotes live on. And oh, yeah. I'm going to get to a lot oh, of yeah. quotes, okay? Thank you. <laughs> but this article that I found, I, I really enjoyed. It's by Miles Clee. Oh, I love Miles Clee. You know Miles Clee? Yes, Klee? yes. I love his work. Yes. You guys brothers? No, oh, I wish. All right. Well, maybe we'll have Miles <laughs> maybe on the show. Maybe we'll have Miles on the show. In this Mel Magazine article called, What Happened to the Bygone Pastime of Quoting <laughs> Movies to Each Other? That sounds like the title of all of our conversation yeah. about this. Really, like, <laughs> it's like totally on. Perfect. Exactly where we want it to be, Miles. Thank you. This posits that because so much communication now occurs through text, the specific way that a quote is conveyed, voice, posture, intonation, accent, is lost in translation and therefore lacks the punch. Hmm. Klee posits that, and this is a quote, it's exceedingly hard for visual entertainment to represent the nuances of texting in a way that feels dynamic to watch. So actual speech absorbs those rhythms. For quite the same reason, these mumblecore idioms lack the singular voice and delivery that defines, say, your favorite exchange from Wayne's World. The internet <laughs> promised exponential divergence, but congealed into another monoculture. So right. My thoughts exactly. Miles, you're killing it. Miles is killing it. Let me continue on with this Miles thing. Okay, so Miles then goes on to say, while it's easy for a person of my age to remember this bygone era, it's rather difficult to reconstruct why we might have found a friend <laughs> reciting lines from old school, and then he has in parentheses, earmuffs, or Happy Gilmore, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Still a great quote. So good. So hilarious. Some things are timeless, yeah, Miles. that is timeless. <laughs> 
I know it took a mixture of confidence and talent to truly pull it off. Nothing was more awkward than sitting there as a guy mixed up his illusions or botched the cadence of an easy one. The people who excelled in this format were often gifted impressionists. True. Yeah. So Miles is like right on point. He he says exactly what I feel yeah. about this is that, I mean, the reason that quoting culture doesn't exist in the way that it used to is that we don't have the monoculture to extract from Yeah, we don't. We're not watching the same shit. No. Um, and of course, there are good things and bad things about and that. And there's too much shit. There's too much shit. We don't there's need all the shit. There's too much content. Yeah. The more research that we do for this season, I'm like, oh my God, we're just mired in shit. Like, yep. sure, there wasn't a lot of choice back then, but at least, <laughs> at least it didn't feel crazy. Like, it didn't feel like there was, we were overwhelmed or anything like that. It also didn't feel like... It felt like we were all having collective experiences. Yeah. Now we just feel so splintered. Yeah, there, there's this strange aspect of being isolated yeah. while still feeling like you're seen in a way that we were not yeah. seen. Yeah. Like, oh, there's this very niche thing that I feel really speaks to me. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like I can't share it with anyone. Yeah. Because this... Whoever created this is not my friend. <laughs> like, yeah. they don't get where I'm yeah. coming from with And this. I'm not even saying that, like I said... In last week's episode, I'm not saying that I'm on some nostalgic tip. I'm so glad that we have the access that we do. Yeah, of course. But it's just like so much. It is a lot. And we should just distill it down to a few less things. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And we all should be, you know, there should be some sort of enforcement. We got to bring back quoting. <laughs> where, where we have to all go to the movies. It's I like mean, you are actually, forced to see yes, this. Yes, legally, everybody should be required to go to the movies because they're closing down. Yeah. Everyone get your fucking asses get the to regal the pass. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is forced to get a regal pass. It's like subsidized by the federal government. <laughs> so we can all see some fucking Honestly, movie. Honestly, that'd be dope. Let's get to part two here. Let's do it. How quote culture lives on and what even is a quote. Mm -hmm. Here's my theory. <laughs> quote culture does live on in meaningful ways. I think. Of course it lives on in our hearts, right? <laughs> <laughs> if for sure, brother. You know, if if for you're with sure. other millennials, the likelihood of landing a quote is significantly better than if you're among boomers or zoomers. True. Right? We can still True. hit quotes together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can still Absolutely. hit quotes together. Absolutely. My dad tries to hit quotes too, but it's mm. all old shit. Yeah, he like quotes Caddyshack or something. <laughs> That's like the ultimate Probably. dad quoting film. Quote culture also lives on in meme culture. For instance, mm -hmm. the popular culture quotes that used to occupy our minds have been replaced by hyper-specific viral video and niche meme culture quotes. Many of my students, for instance, will reference memes or videos in the same way we used to bang out a Simpsons quote. <laughs> the desire to reference culture still exists, but it's harder to reach a wide audience with your potent quotables. <laughs> I read that. Potent quotables. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do like a Jeopardy thing there. <laughs> Sometimes the outlet for this desire comes in the form of sharing videos or shoving your phone in someone's face so that they see the funny thing. Mm -hmm. This one is very common. Yes. I contend that this is the same impulse. Yeah. And I also think the internet has been doing this for a while. We, for instance, were also shaped by internet quotes and online videos just as much as we were movies and TV. Oh, yeah. Which Vine. is something... I didn't remember. Vine is a highly quotable resource. Yes. I did not have it, but I know that people really miss it and love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious. 
So I investigated the viral memes of the early 2000s, specifically <laughs> 2003 through like 2006 when well, I was these are in probably high bad. school. <laughs> Some of them were frequent quote fodder in my friend circle of high school brothers. <laughs> <laughs> There were things like Badger, Badger, Badger. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which were originally online videos and they became quotes. I remember specifically having my mind blown by this cheap video of cartoon badgers (laughs) and the intermittent, oh, it's a snake. And this was something that we often just said. Remember this? That was a great imitation. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Another one that we love, the Dean's Scream, was yeah. a quotable sound that was popularized as a meme and then became a Chappelle's Show sketch. Yeah. The Dean's Scream was quoted <laughs> so long, and I mean, we'll still quote the Dean's Scream. It's we fun. We still do. Yeah. <laughs> Pia! <laughs> That's so good. I can't believe he got kicked out of the running yeah, for that. I know. Still, it's crazy. He could have been President Dean. He could have been President Howard Dean. Yeah. The transition from a quote culture that only referenced film and TV to a multifaceted internet-based quote culture was already underway by the time we were in high school. So by 2003, yeah. we were already doing internet quotes. Yeah. Not as much, but they were there. Now, sure, quoting the Numa Numa guy, which was a popular <laughs> 2004 meme did not have the same power as referencing anything Will Ferrell was in from 2003 to 2009, but it did serve a particular purpose. It was a warm hug in a social world that could feel isolating. It was like saying, hey, I think we share a common sense of humor and I want to show you about it. So true. You know? It's how you connected with people. That's what quoting. They did a great job of showing this on Pen15, or like they tried to show it on Pen15. Yeah. She kind of fumbled with it, but Uh, like. Yeah, that's bad. They (laughs) did. But like, you could tell it was the reason for her trying to do was to connect with other kids. Yeah. So. For many kids, like who were very socially awkward, this was a lot of their ability to connect. I definitely had friends who were incredibly awkward who just became like quote machines yeah. and at first you're like ah oh, that's pretty funny and then it's like all right you don't need to do as many quotes you can just be yourself now <laughs> hey uh it's time to be yourself <laughs> yeah. you don't need to only do futurama <laughs> quotes i just want to be very clear about that we still want to quote shit and by we i mean everybody mm-hmm. zoomers gen alpha the scary <laughs> generation us right everybody wants to do it but what and how we quote is totally different to present a meme slash video to someone is fraught with danger and it's not as personal. A quoter took the risk of misfiring, but a person just showing you their phone doesn't really risk as much. Yeah. It's just like, hey, here's a thing. You could text it to someone and then someone could just like tap it and put the haha, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. Very simple to yeah. kind of like pass that off as like, hey, we just shared a humorous moment when in fact it's not really doing the same yeah. thing. So what even is a quote? Like, we know what it is literally, but what is its function? My thesis is that, you know, it's this form of social currency, this form of connection with with people. Yeah. We want to share more than just the fact that we're humans in the same place. We want to share, yeah. like, hey, we like the same shit. We like the same funny I stuff. I think it's exactly that. Right? We like the same shit. That's it. We're in it together. <laughs> we're in this shit together, We're in this man. shit together, man. Like, that's literally it. And It's this just saying was... that over and over again. I, okay, I have another weird theory. So this is very boring, but we know about the polarization of politics and yes, our political yes. lives. Now that everything is so fractured, political 
culture is about quote culture as well. Totally. So you see the things that people on the far right will say, yeah. you'll see things that people like liberals will say, all of these things are quote culture. Yeah. Right? And they're just trying to improve on the quote culture. Absolutely, yes. It's really, really weird. Yeah, it's strange. Like all the crazy shit that's on a conservative dad shirt, you can go back and watch that, listen <laughs> to that episode, right? That's just quote shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Those are potent quotables. Those are potent quotables. <laughs> For them. Right? <laughs> For Whatever those it freaks. is, I fucking grease my air 15 with liberal <laughs> tears or something. Like yeah. that's just a guy doing a quote. Yeah, totally. Or let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. A Great perfect example. example of a quote. Yeah. Anything that Trump said, became a yeah. quote for, for people on the right. Yeah, it also became a quote for us personally. Yes, because he's we're funny. Using it in yeah. way. And he's fucking hilarious. He's the best guy. <laughs> Can we agree? <laughs> this is why we're brothers. Actually, when you think about it, Trump became famous because of a quote. You're it's fired. It's so true. He did. He became oh. a famous quoter. Oh, man. Quotes are so important. Quotes are so powerful, guys. <laughs> so powerful. Fucking geopolitical... It changes the whole landscape. Landscapes are changed God. by quotes. That's crazy to think about. So Painful, really. That's it. That's all you need to hear. You can show this to people and <laughs> they'll understand what the quoting era was. Let me ask you something. We might be getting, I might be getting ahead of you. That's okay. Do you have any criteria for, criteria for what makes a good potent quotable? I am about to. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's yeah, a great yeah. I have, read my I mind. Know, that's something I think is important yeah. to identify. Absolutely. I've uh, I've done a little bit of that legwork, but I obviously want your input as well. <laughs> this is a, this is a team. This is a company. This is an LLC, LLC baby. Okay, motherfuckers. We're a business, a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here is my ranking okay. system. Okay? okay. My top quotes from the quoting years. Now listen, folks. <laughs> If you looked at my notes, you would see listen in all caps twice throughout the next, like, couple of sentences. <laughs> so clearly I wanted you to listen yeah, when I wrote this. Yeah, you better this. fucking listen. I'm not saying that these are the top quotes from this period. Mm. All I'm saying is that these quotes presented themselves probably weekly in my life for a span of about eight years. Oh my God. I come from a specific background where the films and TV we watch were catered to the straight young dude crowd. But I imagine that you'll recognize some of these because the straight young dude crowd happened to sort of dictate culture. Totally. For such a long time. For such right? a long time. Yeah. Listen, folks. <laughs> Once again. I'm going to rate these on their potential effectiveness in social situations mm. and their ability to get a good laugh. These are the quotes that are digestible. <laughs> it's not a bunch of dialogue. Potent. It's a, it's a potent <laughs> quote that you could hit. And if you choose the right one... You're going to succeed. If you choose the wrong one, be prepared for the failure that comes with that. If you plan on taking a time machine to 2007 and you want to ensure that you'll be a hit at any gathering, keep these quotes in your back fucking pocket. <laughs> now, according to my rankings, some quotes from the same film will land in different categories. Ah, the real quote heads know that good quoting isn't just about the most popular movie. As you said it's before... True. It might be about that obscure quote from the film that was kind of an indie hit, but most people yeah. watched it. Your Nacho Libre. Yeah, Nacho okay. Libre was always a winner. 
Now I am omitting my most quoted film of all time, Wet Hot American Summer, because though I quoted it heavily from 2005 until today when I'm with the right people, yeah. it was made in 2001, and I don't want to include any films that were made outside of our that's time great. period. That's great, yeah. Right, great. so none of your Happy Gilmores, yeah. your Billy Madisons, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, as much as we loved these films and loved quoting them, I don't think it would be right, because then we're opening up a whole thing yeah, with the 90s movies. Yeah, we're not, th this is not the 90s podcast. Yeah, the Zoolander quotes, I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> So I've left any film outside of our parameters that was not made between 2003 and That's good. No, that's good. And honestly, between 2003 and like 2010. That's like yeah. what I consider the quoting years. Now, I call this the 2000s quotability scale. Okay, great. And like any corporation, because we're a company, we have very long, awful acronyms <laughs> that only people in the company understand. Yes. I'm going to start with your lowest scale of quotes. Okay. I call it least effective and you need to go back to quote school <laughs> or L-E-Y-N-G-B-Q-S. You right? didn't even try to make that short. <laughs> Langbix. Langbix. Like, hey, did you send your Langbix? <laughs> hey, Brendan, just looking over your Langbix and it seems like you really, uh, you missed uh, B1. Least effective and you need to go back to quoting school. Go back to fucking quote school. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to hit you with a few of these quotes. Okay. First one that I have here is from a little film called 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm -hmm. Okay, very popular film. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all the quotes are bad, but this is one that was used too often. Mm -hmm. It's from the scene where he's getting his chest hair shaved. Oh, and yeah. he goes, This is not that good. He goes, oh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Right? Now listen, guys. I'm not saying this wasn't a fun <laughs> moment in the film. But outside of that specific moment, it made no sense which was an ad-libbed scene, and people would do it. People would do it. It made no sense to quote it. Scream, oh, Kelly Clarkson. That makes no sense. Yeah. It was just kind of a placeholder. <laughs> like, someone did that, you'd be like, hmm, I saw the movie too. <laughs> you were judging, though. You were de I was definitely judging. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we all love Steve Carell. Yeah, we get it. It's 2004 He's cool, or whatever. Right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. This is a very specific kind of quote. It's from the film The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. And I think you could probably have other Batman quotes in here as well. Mm -hmm. But it's when the character Bane says, I was born in the dark. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. There were every... I more so remember the memes of that. Yes. Yeah. Every fucking dude Actually. was saying this quote. And they were saying it like not to be funny. Like I think that they were saying it like as an attempt to be kind of edgy. That's weird. Right? Yeah. Like, maybe they were saying it to be funny, but it was never put into a funny moment. It was just, like, dudes kind of, like, doing some voices. Yeah. Like, oh, I was born in the dark. <laughs> and, um... They just wanted to show the girl they could do another voice. Yeah, I or guess. Friends. Or they were like, oh, I was yeah. born in the... Like, I'm fucking hard, dude. <laughs> I honestly think that that was, like, a purpose behind That's this. That's annoying. Yeah, it was really annoying. That doesn't fall into our thesis of why people do this in the first place. Yeah. I, yeah, that's why I don't think it was yeah. effective. Like... Okay, someone would appreciate it probably if there's like another lame dude there, like yes. sure. I think the only time where this quote would be more effective, fall into the medium moderate effectivity scale, <laughs> is if it was completely like not related to the thing. Yes, that, right? okay, yes. Then yes. That would work. Yes, again, another golden calf is mm -hmm. when it is like so far removed from what you're talking about, yeah. but it like works somehow. Yeah, like if it was yeah. like a person being like incredibly pathetic and lame and you said this quote that's yeah. meant to imply like strength and like edgy coolness, yeah, yeah. that would work. Yeah. But otherwise, keep your Bane impressions in 2008. I never saw The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. I mean. 
I'm never going to see it. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> also, I didn't put it in here, but Joker quotes. There were a lot of Joker quotes. Oh, yeah, quotes. but that was, that was also big on the internet, too. Very big on the internet. And, hey, we love Heath Ledger's performance. Let's keep it in the film. Let's just keep it there. It was great when he did it. R.I.P. to a legend. Truly, and you don't need to do what he did. <laughs> no, you don't. I liked it better when he did it. <laughs> That's a great way to, to say I don't like your quote. That's really good, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. All right, the next one, same category mm -hmm. as The Dark Knight Rises. It's from a little film called 300, okay? Ugh. Now, if you're around straight, lame dudes... It's so true. You would hear, this is Sparta... So true. Constantly. People taking a shot. This yeah. is Sparta. Yeah, this is Sparta. <laughs> Bitch, no, it's not. <laughs> you're in the club right now. <laughs> You're going out with Black the boys. Black Eyed Peas is playing. Yeah. Just like, this is the quote from a guy who is so excited to get into a fight later. <laughs> he like can't wait. And he's like looking at his boys and you're all wearing the same stupid button down. Oh yeah. Or he's the like, polo. This is Sparta. And yeah. it's like, all right, we can all relax. Like, <laughs> it's not Sparta. We're in upstate New York. Like we're going to a bar. It's not yeah. like a big deal. Yeah. You're, you're drinking Grey Goose right now. Relax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, very annoying. Yeah. But this was, like, God, in 2006 or whatever, you couldn't run away from this quote. Very ineffective. Um, very ineffective. All right. <laughs> now, this one is going to upset a few people, but don't worry. There's a little bit of redemption here. Probably the second most quoted film of all time, in my experience, Anchorman. Yeah, okay? probably. There were a few that made too many appearances, and so these are more, like, overuse or mm -hmm. overquoted Least mm -hmm. effectiveness, okay? I think I know exactly which one So one about. of them is, milk was a bad choice, yep. okay? Like, why are you saying this? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we know. What does it even mean to you? I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like, here's an example. A guy, like, drinks a beer and he burps and he feels a little like, oh, and he yeah, says, yeah. milk was a bad choice. Yeah, that was right? never that funny. It's like, okay, all right, we yeah. hear you. But yeah. say something else. Another one is, I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books and my apartment oh, smells yeah. of rich mahogany. Yeah. Overquoted. I heard that a lot, yeah. right? People just being, I'm very important, yeah. right? In the Ron Burgundy voice that everyone did back then. It's not good. Yeah. Listen, Will Ferrell is a talented um, ad-libber. <laughs> you know, he, he puts a lot of funny stuff together, but doesn't mean you need to. Okay. Next one. I'm going to be a little bit mean with this one. Mm -hmm. It's a quote from Mean Girls. Okay. People would say, stop trying to make fetch happen. Oh, yeah. That was really annoying. I say, stop trying to make this quote yeah, happen. Yeah, I agree. Okay, folks. I agree. When she doesn't even go here, it was right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a much better quote, okay? Like, why? Because <laughs> to me, that felt it's like... It's so true, though. That one was really overused. That felt like a manufactured kind of, like quote yeah. from a movie like they put that into the movie so that people would quote it yeah and i almost felt that and i love mean girls great yeah. movie it's very funny she doesn't even go here it's way funnier yeah agreed okay here's one that i heard all the time this is my last of the least effective list and you know feel free to add your own if you don't have any. <laughs> this is a family guy quote folks it's let's go drink until we can't feel feelings anymore yeah i'm not really familiar with family guy but this, i have heard that this was said so often before like a night of drinking yeah like, one guy like, to another that's guy. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? We're you don't too, need to say it. We're two white guys. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me give you a little quote to start the night off. Pull up to this quote. <laughs> that I got for you. I've got something you're really going to like. 
let's go drink until we can't feel feelings anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like, just boring. Yeah, like because you're gonna do that anyway. We know it. We don't. Have to, you don't have to say. You it. don't need the quote. It's too obvious, yeah, you right? Don't have to say it. As you said, the yeah. good ones are not obvious. The good ones are not obvious. This is low hanging fruit. You ready for my moderately effective? I'm ready. Okay. So. This acronym is, well, it stands for moderately effective, especially among the right crowd, <laughs> or MEARC. Okay, MEARC. Right? Okay. These are MEARCs. Okay. So I want to I wanna give a little bit back to 40-year-old Virgin here. Okay. Because there are better quotes. There is one really good one, and I wonder if this is going to be it. I really hope it is. Okay. So the first one is, it's not about butthole pleasures yes, at all. Yes, this is the best one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a great quote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Any part of that exchange is a good quote. Right? It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not. Okay? That's fun. It's fun. The next one is when he's trying to act as though he's had sex before and he says, you know when you grab a woman's breast and it feels like a bag of sand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, Steve Carell Especially could hit Especially if you like, go in close to your bro and yeah. you've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a bag of sand. <laughs> it looks like you're about to say something serious, yeah. but you say that stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. That's like great That's moment. great. That's, That's perfectly great. executed. See, folks, you can't just say what a funny person said. You <laughs> no, have to you make have it to funny. You have to do something. You have to transform it in some way. <laughs> make it your own. This next one is from a non-comedy movie, but incredibly quoted in my experience. Okay. Only sometimes hit. And it hit with the right timing. Yeah. This is from... Liam Neeson's Taken. Oh, yeah. When he said, what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Yeah. Although people often misquoted it as, I have a very particular set of skills, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. This would be fun in a situation where maybe these skills are stupid, <laughs> right? Like if you, yes, I don't like know. like doing a beer bong. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> if you like beer bong to 40... And then you like burped and said, I have a very particular yeah. set of skills. I'd be like, good job on the quote. <laughs> I would laugh. Everybody would laugh. We'd talk about it the next day. Yeah. Great quote. It's a great quote. But for the right crowd. Also, that feels like it was, that feels like it was designed. It's weird because it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. But it does feel designed to like be repeated. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was maybe that combination of wonderful delivery plus yeah. a, a quotable line. Yeah. Which is what it all comes yeah, down I don't to. I anyway, want to fuck with Liam Neeson. No, he has this very particular <laughs> set has, of skills. He fantasizes about beating ass. Yeah, so yeah, that's scary. He does. This would also be like something in a sexual situation. Yes, that might be funny. Yeah, it might be funny. You know, the set of skills. But you have to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to be with the right. Yeah, you can't person. just say that because no, that, yeah. that then it would be weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want, I want to give Anchorman some credit because this was highly quoted. A couple that I think could work. Okay. Right? Like still to this day? Yeah. Okay. Especially in this time period, though. Okay. Where did you get those clothes the toilet store? <laughs> Once again, a Steve Carell banger. Sorry, but that's just funny. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> because the way that he said it, the stupid. toilet store, like it's he said so it as stupid. though he was saying something sly. Yeah. So that's like a good one to use if you wanted to have a comeback at someone, but yeah. you knew that it was a goof. And then the second one, of course, is just the scotch one, right? I love scotch. Right. Scotchy scot here. It goes down, down into my belly. That's fun if you're drinking scotch with your friends. Yeah, you know? if you're and doing a little twats. You're, jug you're chugging some Teachers scotch. Teachers Whiskey Association Tasting Society. Yeah. Have a belly full of scotch and say this quote. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's, it's yeah. not going to, like, kill the crowd, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. 
I have two from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but this one is moderately effective. It's when Paul Rudd says, you sound like you're from London. <laughs> and this is great because if you want to make fun of like a British person. Which I always do. Which is good. You could say this <laughs> quote to them. I should start using that quote. I mostly quote the vampire opera. I'm, that's actually my highly effective. <laughs> oh, that's in your highly yes, effective. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Chappelle's show was a quote, uh, machine, quote machine back oh, yeah. in back in those days. Not to give him any credit because we know where that went, but true. You know, but let's look at we, we got to be honest. We're in early two thousand. Yeah, we got to be honest. Okay, Chappelle's show had some really awesome quotes. This one is only moderately effective because let's say you're playing some intramural sports or just moving <laughs> yeah. around with your friends and you say game blouses. Yeah. Like that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good quote. Yeah, that's fun. Also so I, that skit still is funny. Yes, it's a great I mean Surpass uh, was very funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Next, it's hard for me to say that any quote from Superbad moved into the highly effective range mm. for my life. Only because yeah, none of them were in none of them were like no. super bangers, but it was ultimately a very funny movie. So I just chose a few from Superbad that, at least for the summer of two thousand seven, you would have gotten some yeah. big laughs from. When um, whatever his face, Seth Rogen says, "Prepare to be fucked by the long dick of the <laughs> yeah. law." It's pretty funny. Yeah, seems like kind of just an ad libbed line, yeah. and then. People were getting laughs if you did anything McLovin related. It's really true, but I never... That was not that funny. It was not funny to me. That part was not funny. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But I know that it worked for people. Yeah, I get it. People got a laugh out of it. I get it. Um, But yeah, Superbad, although a great film of the time period, not the most quotable film when you're really looking back at it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Great movie, though. Yeah. It was fun that summer. (laughs) Yeah, it was a fun time. And then I wanted to throw a South Park quote in here because South Park, you know, generated lots mm-hmm. of goofs for a lot of people. There was a, an episode where they were giving hand jobs and they were calling them old fashions. <laughs> yeah. And this became popular among okay, my friends. That, yeah. Oh, an old fashioned. <laughs> because that's just a funny thing to call a hand job. Yeah, it is. It's so. really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all about that. All right, let's move into highly effective. All right, because I'm sure you've been wondering. What are the highly effective quotes? <laughs> I haven't. I have some ideas. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I haven't heard some of the ones. Yeah, I hope I get to it. All right. I only have a few here. As I said, this is just a sampling. <laughs> you mentioned it already. For, from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the Dracula's Lament song <laughs> yeah, yeah. is so good. possibly the funniest comedy moment of that decade. Yeah, probably. Because Dracula's Lament, if you have not watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, is when uh, Peter Breder, the character, mm-hmm. um, Jason Siegel's character, sings this opus, performs this <laughs> rock puppet opera about Dracula, and the song is just so <laughs> fucking funny. It's so good. He has a voice. The end is the best part. It's just so good. And so if you, like, at any moment <laughs> were able to quote Dracula's Lament in any form, I'm on board. I, I recognize you. You're funny. I know that we're funny together. Right? <laughs> The die, yeah. die. die. <laughs> I can't. So good. So good. And he banged his freaking head on the fucking table. <laughs> it's a good one. So good. All right, next one, Chappelle Show. All right, yeah. now there's one here that I had to bring up. Fuck your couch. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, okay. that was so big. If you wanted Everybody to, like, trash someone's anything... <laughs> If you just like walked in your friend's room and wanted to fuck with him and like threw his, you know, chair on the floor and said, yeah. fuck yo couch That's or true. fuck yo chair, like that was fun. We had a good time with fuck, <laughs> fuck yo, whatever. We had a right? good time. We had a good time with it. 
<laughs> All right. Now, here's what everyone's probably been waiting for. All right. <laughs> I've got to bring up the quote king. Yeah. His name is Borat. <laughs> yes, <folks>. right. <laughs> now, we're single handedly trying to bring <laughs> So, this is what I wanted to say, okay? Obviously, we want to bring back Borat <laughs> quoting as much as possible. If you do a Borat quote in 2023, you're an American hero. <laughs> it's not lame. All I right? will be friends with you. It's good. <laughs> if you take the chance on a Borat quote in 2023, you're fucking funny. I don't care. <laughs> I like it's you. It's so true. <laughs> I really like you. It's so true. It's so true. Now there are some that hit way better than others, but our favorite is my <laughs> wife. Used in circumstances where that is not necessary at all. If you send me a my wife Borat gif, I'll take it. When we're having like a really serious conversation. Hell yeah. Yeah, my wife. My wife. You also have like very nice. <laughs> yep, yeah. That's how much? Nice. Great success. Yeah. When he was calling uh, people of various races <laughs> vanilla face or chocolate face. Folks, that's funny. That was ridiculous. Right? You call your white friend a vanilla face. It's funny. <laughs> um, so another one that I heard call all the time. <laughs> call your white friend yeah. a vanilla face. It's okay. <laughs> white okay. white racism is funny and okay. as we've said on this podcast this many now. times. We've heard uh, this one a lot. Her vagine hangs like sleeve of wizard. Yeah, that yeah. was constantly that repeated was really among my repeated, friends. Yeah. Just generally, any Borat quote, you're going to have a laugh with. For sure. In this time period. This it was, was a winner. As highly effective a quote as you could get. Because it incorporated a lot of those elements. Yeah. Funny impression. Really high energy. Yeah. They were almost all random. <laughs> yeah, they were. You know? And employed at random times. Yeah, like that was the thing. A Borat quote was just utilized randomly. Yeah. It was like the carpet bombing of quotes. Yeah. Like, was not accurate at all, no. but it hit every time. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. I've only got two more for you, brother. There we go. All right. Step Brothers mm-hmm. was a very quotable film. Definitely. And still. If I only have to choose one here, it's probably the most effective quote for when you are making a new friendship or solidifying an old one. <laughs> the, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. Right? <laughs> If you hit that at the right moment, let's say it's 2008, <laughs> you got to make friends. Yeah, you got to make friends. You got to have new friends. Those are your brothers. And you know what I like about that quote? It's positive. <laughs> it's very sweet. It's not punching down. It's very sweet. We love it. We love it. That and the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, 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 of course. That's yeah. like the best one. It's the, the fucking Catalina yeah. wine mixer. Also the part where he says he'll eat your dick like Kobayashi. Mm-hmm. That like that's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> that also incorporates Kobayashi, mm-hmm. which is Another 2000s really thing funny. that's great. All right, let me give you my favorite, oh, my shit. pick for quote of the decade. Holy shit. All right. All right. And it's probably because I want to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I also really like this quote and I like this film. Mm-hmm. And I think you might like it too, brother. I'm sure I do. It's a little film called Nacho Libre. Love it. Okay. <laughs> now when... I wonder if we have the same one. Probably not yeah. though. When Jack Black is, uh, his character Nacho Libre is discovered... <laughs> and he looks, uh, he looks at the young man who discovered him and he says, when you're a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. Okay. This quote is a very good all-purpose quote. 
Anytime you want to make fun of masculinity, or you're yeah. wearing a stupid outfit, or you just want to shorten to it to is for fun, like <laughs> all of those are good uses of this quote. And this is a really funny, really under-discussed, low-key movie. It is. And it's good. And Jack Black is amazing. Jack Black is amazing. <laughs> I love Jack Black. I mean, it's very funny that they're in Mexico and they're all speaking yeah. English in accents. Yes. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's something wrong with that, but it's funny. <laughs> doing that it's very funny and very indicative of the for time for me my highly quotable nacho libre quote when it came out was mm-hmm. you get that corn out of my face <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very good it's a good quote it's good just good yeah it's very funny good clean fun <laughs> the thing about jack black is he commits to any oh, character he does man jack black is actually one of my highly quotable people of that decade he's very quotable. Because, because of School of Rock also. School oh of Rock. Oh my gosh. I was quoting School of Rock. Like, it was going on. People were also quoting Tenacious D constantly yeah, totally. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, this was the... He was, yes, a low-key quoting genius. Yeah, he was. And we love him for it. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Black. Thank you, Jack Black. <laughs> All right, part four. How do the quoting years represent the time period? Because mm. this is the question we like to ask at the end of each Some of our season two episodes. Important questions. I think that this answer is pretty obvious. This was the time period. In fact, this was the last age of a non-fractured mainstream culture that quoting needs to thrive. Mm -hmm. Without this, you don't have quoting culture. The ways in which we just quoted reflexively won't be replicated in the future because every niche community has its own set of media to quote from. Gen Zers and their terrifying offspring (laughs) won't... (laughs) They're half robot babies. <laughs> Will not have the They're same. They're Teton babies. Oh God! Same small pool of quotable material. They'll gaze into the abyss of content and pull out whatever they can. <laughs> and I have an analogy here. Okay, it's kind of like we used to look into a small pond and there were five species of fish, mm-hmm. and we all knew the species of fish. I knew that you probably knew their names. <laughs> If a new fish showed up, well, hey, there's a sixth species of fish, but we all know that it's there. Yeah. We can all talk about, hey, yeah. there's this new sixth species of fish. There's only six. There's only six. Okay. <laughs> we'll be all right. It's not going to be weird to mention it. <laughs> then this pond was absorbed by an ocean and millions of different species <laughs> of fish just swam in. And I can't confidently say that you know a fish unless I catch that fish and drag it over mm-hmm. to you and say, Here's this fish, mm-hmm. and you have to look at it as I'm squeezing it in my hand as it's dying. <laughs> it's so true. I don't think that this is necessarily bad, but it's not the same at all. No. It's yet another thing that makes us feel seen by someone and still ultimately isolated. I like that we don't quote mainstream stuff to each other anymore in the way that we did, because, you know, it was sort of lame, but I do really miss it at the same time. <laughs> It was this weird language, this bizarre way of communication that is dying slash will die with us, Yeah, which is crazy. It's funny. I think millennials tried to get on the train. Like they tried to keep the quoting train going. You didn't have any experience with this, but like when Vine was going on, there were so many Vines that got quoted outside of the context of the vine like we weren't showing each other our phones it's just like we knew yeah you knew the vine you knew somebody had seen that vine so it was like it was the same thing like we tried to hold on to it during that period and then Mm -hmm. when like vine disappeared it was like okay we can't 
We can't. Now we don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. We can't hold on anymore. Yeah. There's nothing to hold on to. It's true. You know? And I think that you do see this a little bit with Zoomers, the way that they'll, among their friend group, all send each other the same video, and then they'll quote it. Yeah. But it's still contained. Yes, it's, it's very not, contained. Yeah. And the, the largest viral video that all these kids are going to see is not going to be the same as everyone going to see fucking Anchorman. It's true. And also, most of the viral videos that they watch are not... Potent yeah, they're not quotables. That's like dancing. Yes. So they'll all I whatever. Guess, quote with their bodies through <laughs> dance. And that will be funny. Yeah, I don't like... know. <laughs> That's what they'll say to me. They'll be like, no, I'm not just randomly dancing. I'm quoting through the language of my body. This too is art. I mean, I'm not arguing that it's not. No, it's art. That's a whole other thing. It's a different world, and though. And a whole other conversation. But, yeah, it's like, it does, it, it's gone, you know? It's gone. <laughs> it's, so gone. it's gone. We both cry. It's gone. <laughs> what happened to yeah, Happy Gilmore quotes? Know? I mean, it's dope that we can still do it amongst our friends, because, like, we're old enough to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not, it's not something that's being... You know, recreated anyway. And there's, again, I, I, as I said before, there's no big studio stuff happening besides Marvel. What are we going to fucking do? Yeah. Quote, fucking Wonder Woman or yeah. whatever. That's DC or whatever. <laughs> CC, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to do? No, Quote you're that not going to. No, you're not. not and it's not going to be funny either because none of those movies are funny. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I, I, it's just gone that time. That's Unless the, you know, mid-budget studio comedy comes back, which mm-hmm. it might. There's a possibility that it Anything might. Is possible. That time of like sharing and that sharing like those particular sound bites together in a collective way is gone. Yeah, and it's really interesting because as I was going through my quote list to generate my very important uh, business acronyms, I have not used these quotes in conversation in years. No, like, we only use Borat quotes. Yeah, only Borat, and that's fine. You can say my wife, that's good. We only use Borat quotes. But this whole existence of daily quote culture, yeah. that's dead. Yeah, totally. It, it can't live anymore. Yeah, it was a good time, though. It was a good time. I had we a great it. time doing it. We lived it. And we lived it. With this episode, we have created the tangible historical document of about this. Quoting, about the quoting years, yeah. Because people should know. I, I don't know how many other people are talking about it yeah. besides our boy Miles Clee. Yeah, we need to... We need to find out what other people's fam- like favorite quotables of the time period were. Yeah, I really do. I'm just realizing I'm going back and like realizing in my head like most of them were Jack Black related, yeah, which great. is kind of funny. But yeah, we need to go back and like we need to ask our friends like what were what was your highly quotable thing yeah. that you did yeah. during that time period? What were you quoting in fucking 2007? Yeah, I think that would be an interesting little study. That's a great idea. Let's do that. In fact, if you listen to this episode, go to our Instagram. And comment on that on the slide for this particular episode, and let us know what your quotable was for that time period. Can't wait to see some juicy it's quotes. At Fat Guy Jack Guy Pod. Let's fucking go. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, brothers. <laughs>